Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. question until you ask it correctly hello and welcome to the reformatory the podcast for the local church by the local church my name is josh loftus and i am with my solo hombre brochacho brochacho <laughs> brochacho brochacho jack attack yes sir what's up baby hey hey how you doing I told Josh, I'm not going to tell this story. Oh, you had a good day. You no, had a great day. No, dude. You had one of the best days you, you've had in a while. You know that scene in Pulp Fiction where... where uh, oh, we happy? Where, where the... No, no, that, no, no, no. Like, no, we ain't happy. <laughs> no, we ain't happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more like uh, I got a syringe full of adrenaline shot oh. into my heart right now. So yeah, it is. It has been a... You're tumult- amped up. It has not been a... A fantastic day, people. This is gonna so. be this is gonna be an interesting up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack, Jack's amped Whew. up right now. I gotta That's calm okay. down. Calm down, son. It's okay. <laughs> Look, everything's good, man. Everything's good. We're we're here. We're recording. We're relaxing. <clears throat> man, it's a good day. It is. It is a good good day. Yes. Uh, uh, you know what's not good <laughs> is that I've just watched the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> Get shellacked. <laughs> what? Well, shellacked. Okay. Oh, just, well, well, it, it was a no hitter, dude. Okay, since we're talking sports, what's up? You, what's up with your boy Aaron Rodgers? Hey, hey, <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we don't need to be talking about that. We don't hey, need to be talking about. I'm Aaron just Rogers. saying. The Browns are in Gravy Town, dude. Hey, we got an A plus in our Aaron, NFL he's draft. He's not going we anywhere. Are, we are on the gravy anywhere. train up in Cleveland, he baby. Had, he <laughs> had like a weird, th- you know, he like he read the wrong horoscope is what happened. That's what ended up happening. He read the wrong horoscope. He thought he was, you know, supposed to leave, but he's not. He's going to be a Packer through and through. He ain't going nowhere. Although he is number eight now, which is weird. Um He's not going nowhere. He's go, he going, no, he going no. to the Broncos. He is yeah. no, hey, He's going to pull hey, up Peyton hey, Manning. Hey, no. I, got, I got an inkling in my mind. Peyton, the Broncos are just pride themselves on all of the hey. uh, 
like all of the best quarterbacks that are on the it, that are on the twilight. Like we'll, we'll take them. <laughs> I'm going full Pentecostal. Okay, lay on me. I got an inkling in my soul from the Lord that says that Aaron Rodgers is going to the Broncos. <laughs> they, they say I've got an inkling. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I am just. It's like I am totally typecasting really uh, Pentecostal are. people, but I'm pretty sure like it's, it's usually something a little bit more grandiose than that. And to be like, hey, hold on, hold on. The Lord's giving me an inkling. The Lord's giving me a vision. <laughs> He's giving me an inkling. of gratitude for all in Denver. Is it, dude? Aren't, aren't the inklings? Isn't that C.S. Lewis and like I, Tolkin no, and like those guys that used to meet at like the bar and talk about elves? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. J.R.R. Tolkien yeah. and all those other dudes. I don't the know, inklings. man. I think I, I, like they had a little club. Like they had a little sorority. I it was like Sons you. of Norway. Just the inklings. <laughs> Of Nor- <laughs> Dude, they have one of those places up on Hilltop. Dude, okay, so the Nor- I don't the know, Norway I don't know anything Lodge. about it, but I'm, you know, I am of Norwegian heritage. Yes, like I, true. I'm like I'm, I'm I think I'm a quarter. I think I'm a quarter Norwegian. Dude, I could join the Sons of Norway. I'm a I don't know a thing about it. It could be a cult. It could be like it could be like the Freemasons. Oh, it is. Like <laughs> I'm gonna walk in there. And Nick Cage is gonna be in there for some reason. It's like I am a son of Norway. <laughs> I'm here to steal the, uh, the steal bees, the, yeah. the bees, <laughs> not the bees, A, B, C, D. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, so other than Jack's adrenaline filled crappy day and watching the Mariners just get a no hitter pinched against them. Uh, they look uh, like they won the World Series. They too. do. They are, they are celebrating like they just won the World Series and knowing who the Mariners are. And the track record that the Mariners has, they, they should not be as excited as they are for yeah, what they congratulations, Baltimore. You beat Seattle. Congratulations yeah, yeah, on I mean, that. Let's put this in perspective, Baltimore. <laughs> Come on, guys. There, you got, must be like you really got us, hurt You got Baltimore. the C's and you got the degree. Congratulations yeah, yes, for crying yeah, out loud. You got bronze. And it was because the guy that was before you, like, like uh, disqualified. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. ended up happening. Uh, although it is his first career complete game no hitter that's fair hey good good for them if yeah. the mariners are the mariners are basically the team that make the other teams dreams come true that's just kind of the role we've we've fallen in you know so basically they we become are dream- disney yeah we, we, are dream- <laughs> yes. we are the disney of baseball teams we're dream makers baby <laughs> We make oh your gosh. dreams come true. Oh my gosh, uh, Jack! What are we? What are we going to talk about today, man? Josh, this is a very. Uh, whew, whew. We about to, we about to step in it, but we are about to talk about church polity, church government, church polity up in this hizzy. So now, long term listeners of the Reformatory will be like, "Wait a second. I remember a church polity episode a long, long time ago." The long haulers. Forget about that. Yeah. Forget about that. <laughs> Forget about it. It's a new year. It's a new podcast. New new co-host. That's in the past. <laughs> Although I my opinions haven't Droids. changed. So. Credits. Credits will do fine. Right. I'm waiting. Credits Credits will be I'm so fine. nerdy right so, now. So yeah, we're gonna talk about church polity because it is important um, to know what the most biblical church structure now okay let's back up when we talk about church polity we're basically making uh, we what we mean by that is how your church makes decisions yep. what is the leadership structure of your church basically where does the buck stop in regards to um, you know bringing on pastors 
uh, spiritual direction, decisions of the church, um, church discipline, all of the aspects and 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 uh, situations in the local church where you have to make a decision. Um, how do you guys do that? <clears throat> how how does your church do that? Now, there's th- traditionally three different uh, structures, if mm-hmm. you will. I think we're going to cover the one that's the worst first and get, kind of get that out of the way. Worst first. <laughs> the worst first. That's right. Um, so the three kind of main structures that are out there right now are uh, full-blown congregational, yeah. congregational-led, and then you have what's known as elder led and then yep. elder ruled. Yep. So those are the three main ones. So we're going to spend most of our time on the elder led and elder ruled, but let's start with the congregationalism. Basically what that means in a full-blown congregational church is that mm-hmm. the congregation is responsible for making 100% of the decisions in regards to the direction and basically all all things church-related, all the decisions are made solely by the congregation. Yeah. So it's put to a vote. Committees are formed. Uh, you know, membership votes on on everything, and the direction that the church goes with, you know, just practically or spiritually, is at the feet and and at the whim, if you will, of the congregation. Um, we have a problem with that structure. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, because one, we don't think it's biblical. Yeah, uh, we do believe that the that uh, that there should be elders that are uh, in charge of the spiritual direction of the church. We're going to get into what we mean by that later. Yeah. Um, but both elder led and elder ruled have pros and cons mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. Congregationalism. Yeah. Has very little pros. Mm. Very little pros. Yeah. Because what ends up happening in a full-blown congregational church is nine times out of ten, if there is no spiritual oversight from the elders, uh, it is a bloodbath and disunity and the health of the church is severely, severely compromised when the congregation is the only arbiter of truth and the only arbiter of spiritual direction. First Corinthians all over again, baby. It's it's going to yeah. be divisions. It's going to be who are you baptized in or who whose are you? Are you Paul's? Are you Apollos's? Are you Jesus's? Like it is not good. And plus on top of that, I think most people don't recognize the fact that the congregational movement um at least not having a good elder-led congregationalism has led to many churches going full-blown progressive. Oh yeah. And adopting things that are completely unbiblical, and that has not helped out congregationalism at all. So, I feel like congregationalism is just that tide will go the way that that culture and society goes. One hundred percent. Yeah. And when what ends up happening in congregational churches is very often the people that give the most money are the most yep. influential. Yep. You end up having key individuals who have lots of influence in the church. Yeah. And basically 
campaigning starts and it turns into a political system. Straight up America in the church, it, y'all. It does. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like like the, the the politics come in. Yeah. And it becomes very much a popularity contest. There's campaigning. There's division. You know, well, you know, this person gives this much and this person, uh, you know, I like this person. And so I'm going to go and try to, you know. And, I, and we're talking about little tiny things being blown up too. Like right. Right. The the color of the carpet. Oh, yeah. If we get a Xerox machine or not, do we have stained glass or not? Do we this do like every little thing, dude, is like under scrutiny and there's no peace in that church. There's not, you know, and then apply that same system to large decisions like whether or not this person needs to be placed under church discipline. That's a major decision. Yeah. And if the people that are making those decisions are making them simply because they're popular. Yeah. And simply because they have the most influence in the church and not because they are the qualified biblically ones to be making those decisions. Yeah. People are going to get murdered. Yeah. Left and right. And it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. So. Big time. Congregationalism is not healthy. Yeah. It's not a healthy structure. It's not. I, I don't believe it's a biblical structure. Uh, structure um, and the dangers that come with a congr- a purely congregational church uh, are very very great vast vast yes they are vast yeah. um, so there's more we could talk about that feels like kind of uh, beating a dead horse um, honestly at this point um, you went full blown uh, Luca Brasi from the Godfather, you put the horse's head in oh, that yes. dude's bed, bro. I put the horse's head in the congregation, <laughs> in the congregation's congregationalism's bed. Like, get out of town. <laughs> You're not wanted here. I'm Sicilian. I can make that reference. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's a movie. Anybody can make that reference. <laughs> Hush, you. It's more important to me now. <laughs> okay, fine. whatever, whatever. Fine, fine, fine. Um, so that's that's congregationalism. Um, not a fan. Not. Never seen it go well. Yeah, I, I'm comfortable with saying that. I've never seen it go well. Yeah, um, agreed. Co-signed. Which now kind of leads us into the the two other structures. Yeah. Uh, we've got elder led and elder ruled. Um, so Jack, why don't you walk us through? Uh, which one do you want to do first, elder led or elder let's ruled? go elder ruled? Elder ruled. Okay. All right. Why don't you walk us through a little bit about that? Okay. So elder ruled is going to be different in this sense where it is not going to be full-blown congregationalism. Uh, Elder-led, or elder-ruled, excuse me, elder-ruled is a polity church government model in which elders basically have the final say, and they start with the final kind of um, also, I I guess they, they, the buck stops with them, straight up. I guess that's a good way of saying that. Is that Josh? Would you say that so? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, the elders are the ones who make all the decisions, yeah, and are responsible for all the decision making. And uh, there's really no, there's no uh, um, voting or anything like that with the congregation. There's really no, there's really no member involvement in any of the decisions of the church uh, unless the elders reach out for any type of, uh, you know. I will say that sometimes the the way that things are voted on are very, uh, they're different in ways that I might not agree with in the sense that an elder gets presented, then a vote of affirmation comes versus you'll see when we talk about elder-led, that's completely different. 
also I'm gonna I'm gonna lead in with this analogy because nine marks makes it well well said. Um, if you look at the what the elders and the congregation is, think of it like a a car. The elders are steering that car. They're in the driver's seat steering that car. But in the elder-led model, the congregation is the emergency brake. Right. In the elder-ruled model, the elders hold the emergency brake as well, too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The main difference is both both structures have the elders as the authority of the church, which yeah. which we believe is uh, biblical. We believe we see that in Scripture, that the church is to be led by qualified men who meet the qualifications biblically, right? You know, um, but the difference is whether or not, <laughs> honestly, uh-huh. kind of a, a, a huge difference comes down to uh, what kind of accountability those elders have. Yeah. Right. Because we all need accountability, right? Right. We've talked about that at nauseum on the podcast. But with elder ruled, um, they they can present something, they can facilitate uh, feedback. But at the end of the day, the elders are the ones that are either going to push that decision through or not push it through, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Now, I will go to say that there are there are many elder-ruled churches out there that are fantastic, yeah. that are great. Yeah. I am not against this model. Yeah. Um, it, I'm, this model is not unbiblical, um, but what it requires, just like any model is that your elders are very humble individuals <laughs> yeah, and have the correct mindset on what it means to be a leader in the church, what it means to lead God's people, what it means to be a shepherd. Yeah. Um, so, but what often happens, mm-hmm. and again, this is not a, across the board, but what the elder ruled model has as kind of an Achilles heel yeah. is that there is not that emergency break that yeah. Jack and I are talking about yeah. to where the congregation can be like, oh, hold up. This is getting wonky, right? Yeah. Say your elders start um, going theologically sideways, right? Yeah. And moving away from the from the statement of faith or, or in Jack and I's case, the confession, right? They start moving away from the 1689. Um, in an elder ruled church, they have all authority yeah. Uh, that is completely, uh, you know, the buck completely stops with them. Mm-hmm. They can take that church in any direction that they want to without yeah. any input from anybody. Yeah. And I think the sometimes the danger in that as well, too, is the pacing in which you have things. And so um, if you pace your church really hard and want to multiply really fast you're going to leave some people behind and they're not going to flourish in that model, so to say. So, yeah. Um, another danger that I, I have personally actually experienced is if there is conflict within the elder team. Yeah. In an elder ruled structure where the congregation is not involved whatsoever, um, Obviously, depending on uh, the bylaws, but it is very, it is much easier for the perhaps the most influential elder, if you will, yeah. which is more than likely usually the lead pastor, if yeah. if you have that structure in church. Yeah. Um, the opportunity for those elders to be 
pressured into leaving, for lack yeah, of a better sure. term. Yeah. Um, or um, um, ousted might be a, a harsher, but perhaps more more uh, succinct term. Um, the potential for that's very great, and the opportunity for elder uh, tyranny and abuse of power yeah. against the other elders and against the congregation uh, is higher in... High susceptibility rate. High sus- it's much more... Yes, yeah, yeah. The, the elder ruled model leans much more into that direction where those type of issues are possible. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and I think this is a case-by-case basis. Absolutely. I have seen really good elder ruled churches... Where man, some of the most humble men I know. Yep, they went about it in a very correct manner and in including the congregation as they could, uh, and really having that familial element. But some churches out there are elder ruled, and it is tough. It's tough. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, and and again, the running theme through this is there's no. <laughs> There's no perfect structure. Every yeah. structure can be abused yeah. if the leadership so desires it. Yeah. Right? So whether it's elder-ruled or elder-led, the prerequisite and the assumption that Jack and I are making is that the elders are humble guys. Yeah. That they understand, uh, you know, like I said at the beginning, they understand what it actually means to lead a church and how to lead it well. Right? So when you... When you... Uh, when you don't have that, just <clears throat> in general, yeah, uh, each structure is going to be abused. It's going to happen, right? If 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 I want to abuse a structure in order to, you know, set myself up as kind of the head honcho, you can yeah. find a way to do that in pretty much any structure. <clears throat> yeah, um, it's just a lot easier to do when you have an elder ruled polity in your church. Yeah, right. Um, so. Those are our thoughts on it. We're not against elder ruled. Uh, we don't think it's sinful. We don't think it's unbiblical. A lot of great churches that we know of are elder ruled. It's it's simply for those reasons we see the risks, um, especially with the susceptibility that Jack and I know that we have, yeah, <laughs> and that every pastor has yeah. uh, toward pride. Yeah, um, we see that risk not being worth taking. When it comes to your church polity, right? Yeah. So let's get into your and I's preferred method. Yes. And and this might make some this might ruffle some feathers, but <laughs> I am convinced it is the the historical confession, the 1689s. This is the model that the that the confession puts out. I think this is also so. I I think so. This this model is held mostly by if you want to say who represents this church model the best as far as like very well-known ministries nine marks pretty much holds to this church model and church government and I thought you were gonna say Furtick. no bro oh no no he's no. all about them water slides oh that's right that's i don't right. know what he is water slides i thought I, I i thought it was the super soakers i it was that Probably but both. I, i've heard water slides as he's well too. water slides now Dude, i don't know you know he's he what you know he gets to the top of that slide and takes his shirt off Dude, you well, that's know. eleven out of eleven. Time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, <laughs> and flexes, and flex. Like he does, like the Superman, and yep. then he goes the Heisman, and then he like goes f- like face Arnold face Schwarzenegger. Down. He does face <laughs> down. That's right. Yeah, 
That's exactly right. Okay, so <laughs> Nine Marks is the ministry that holds to this most often. Um, yeah. And the scriptures that they're going to reference is a couple scriptures. Yep. They're going to reference Acts chapter 15, in which you see Paul and other different disciples of Paul or ministry partners with Paul basically enacting and raising up elders in already churches that have been planted in certain cities, but you're seeing them raise up elders within their own congregations. Right. Uh, so you're going to see that as one of their... Which is a great topic for a future podcast, by yeah, the way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then on top of it, you also have uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, in which... Uh, Paul, especially if you examine the Greek texts in this, he exhorts the congregation, not the elders, the congregation to enact church discipline right. on certain people who are sinning within the Corinthian congregation. And if you look at throughout church history, I'm just going to make this plug because that's who I am. There you go. If you look at First Clement, which is a extra biblical document, but it was still written to the Corinthian church. Clement of Rome, who is actually mentioned in Romans by Paul. Uh, he was one of the church leaders in Rome. He writes to the Corinthians and says, uh, I don't know why you fired all your elders, but you need to rehire them again. Yeah. Because that is the correct church polity that we have. So, um, yes. So those are some of the things that we look at uh, as far as kind of some distinctives of elder-led models, plus, like I said, the congregation is the e-break in this model. Correct. They actually have say. They actually are voting on certain things. Um, they're voting on budgets and bylaws and stuff like that. And they're also saying, hey, we agree. We say that these certain elders need to be raised up and promoted within our ranks to lead our, lead our church. So... I think that this is definitely kind of the the spirit of congregationalism, but a little bit more biblical and sound and grounded versus I think what congregational get, congregationalism gets wrong is the kind of democratic democracy kind of way of doing things, of running a church. Um, so, yeah. There's a ton of other information on Nine Marks if you guys want that. We're happy to provide those links and those books to yeah. you. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, the, you know, nine marks of a healthy church, right? Under church polity. Um, this is, like Jack said, the model that nine marks goes with. And it's the model that, that you know, um, over the years I have become convinced is the, the best model. Yeah, I'm getting um, definitely convicted of that more and more often. Sure, sure. <laughs> and and, and, and I've, been, I've been in both. I've been in the full-blown congregational churches, and I've been in the uh, um, elder-ruled churches as well. So I, I've run the gambit of polity, and the best one, the most healthy churches that I have found where the relate, especially you know, the relationships between the elders themselves and the elders in the congregation, they've always been the elder-led churches. Um, and now, like Jack said, this doesn't mean that it's just, you know, Congregational 2.0. Um, but we we do see the, I believe, in Scripture and in the Confession. So Scripture primary, yeah. uh, Confession secondary, yeah. right? right? Yeah. We're not putting the Confession on the same level as Scripture. Yeah. Um, 
but I see the involvement of the congregation in both, right? When you're talking about church discipline, right? And that process, uh, what is that? Matthew 18, right? Yeah. And at the end, once you, once, you know, you've gone to your brother once, gone to him twice, bring somebody with you at the end is it bring them to the church. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. That's, that's the process that we are given in scripture. Mm hmm to enact church discipline. And we see in scripture a, a camaraderie, a, um, a sharing of responsibility with the elders and the congregation. The elders are still responsible for the spiritual direction and the authority of the church and the care of the congregation. Yeah. But we also see that the congregation has a responsibility to their church. Mm-hmm. And to each other, yeah, right, and uh, that becomes so much more, <laughs> no more apparent than when there is conflict within the leadership structure. Mm-hmm. And like Jack and I are saying, we believe it is biblical and important to have that congregation's hand on the e-brake. Yeah. So when stuff got, starts to go south, um. The congregation has the ability and the right as people of God, as members of that church, to be like, hold up. Yeah. Hold on here. Yeah. This th- this isn't good. Yeah. Let's let's pause this train and back this up and mm-hmm. let's let's figure this out, right? Yeah. Um so in this structure, the elders bring, you know, candidates for past for the role of pastor mm-hmm. to the congregation. And the congregation is responsible for deciding whether or not this person is fit to be an elder, yeah. right? Um, obviously, the kind of the uh, the pruning and the uh, the the uh, initial assessments are done by the elders, but the congregation has the responsibility, I believe, to vote them in. Yeah, and. If you're going to try to get rid of a pastor and to get rid of an elder for whatever reason, yeah. whether it is uh, legitimate, like that elder had a had a disqualifying sin, mm-hmm. or it's or it's um, it's not legitimate, and mm-hmm. you have an elder or a pastor trying to get someone out just because they don't like them, yeah, you have that accountability with the membership, with the congregation, mm-hmm. so you're not able to just kind of go lone wolf. Yeah, you know, lone wolf, rogue leader in the church, right? Yeah. Um, with this structure, it is vital, and I think necessary, to have a biblical church membership. Absolutely. I do not believe you can have a elder-led church and run it effectively without a biblical membership. You need to know who is in covenant membership with the church. Yeah, because that goes back to church discipline. That goes back to a lot of things. And if you have confessing believers a part of your church, they need to be in the covenant community of your church Um, because we know how, I think, recent discussions have been, we know how that can go south. And maybe when you don't have church membership or... You have some other things going on, and certain Christians are not living to the utmost of Scripture. Uh, yeah, interesting stuff. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But I think it is important that you're in covenant community. And I'll say this as well, too, about church discipline. 
Most often, church discipline has been looked at as this demerit, as this yardstick that I slap on somebody when they disobey me. But it's really the community of the believers saying, listen, you've sinned, man, and you're unrepentant, and we love you, and you're not flourishing. This is how you need to flourish well, and this is how we're going to hold you accountable and hopefully hold us accountable in this discipline. So a lot of people treat church discipline as this, like, I don't know what you would call it, a reprimand, this weird kind of yeah, limbo stage where right. it's all like, you're putting me in timeout. Well, I wouldn't even call they have it the that. Misconception, they have the misconception that church discipline has the desire of punishment and not reconciliation. Well, it has the desire right. of excommunicating, which I wouldn't right. say that's, that's that is the... No, that is never the desire. That's not the goal of church discipline at all. Church discipline is just a way in which, hey, it seems like you're a little bit immature in these areas. This is our model for church discipline, especially with your case, whatever that may be, if you go against the scriptures and if you're going against what we've seen historically within the church as well, too. So, yeah, I mean... Yep. I just wanted to riff on that a little bit because I know people no, get caught up on church discipline, that word, and that always triggers some bad stuff because people have not used church discipline in a very correct biblical way. They have used it in an abusive way, and we come against that in the name of Jesus right now, yes, Lord. <laughs> oh, um, I am coming after them demons. <laughs> I am calling angels from Africa right now, oh, okay? Oh, gracious. <laughs> angels from Africa. Bro, uh, those angels from Africa showed up all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to riff on church discipline because we know that some of you hearing this podcast have been hurt by improper church discipline. And I just want to say that biblical church discipline is looking out for your body and soul. And, and the res- the restoration of you yes. walking in the light that is in light of Scripture and is in light of the gospel and in submission with the Lord Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I have not found a polity or a structure that lends itself to that definition of church discipline better than elder-led churches. Yeah, yeah. The, the chances, I mean, that, that model being, you know, that, that system, not system, that, uh, church discipline can always be abused if there's people that want to abuse it. Yeah. But that process, that's what I'm looking for. That process, um, in the elder led polity has much more accountability with it. And uh, I have found it to yield the most health and unity and grace um, amongst the membership and the elders. Mm-hmm. That's that's my that's my conviction, and uh, that's that's kind of where where I plant my flag, church polity wise. Yeah. Co-signed. Co-signed. <laughs> Co-signed, baby. Yeah, yeah. So that's where we're at. Although Josh, you don't have any. Usually a co-signer. Uh, a cosigner has like the the 
the monetary sustenance in order to back you up in case you fail. Yeah, so, and I we mean. know, that, <laughs> and we know for sure that in our relationship, that's reversed. Yeah, if any, if anything, I'm the cosigner. I'm always the one that's bringing you, man. I'm buying you lunch. I'm buying. Like, oh I'm what? Down, I'm oh diving, what? I'm Hold driving, up. I'm Hold driving up. down here. I'm driving down here to <laughs> T Town. Dude, I'm I am I am your supplier. I am your I am your You my pusher man? Is that what you I am your sustainer. Yeah. Josh, you are not Jesus to I me. I give you all the gifts. No, sir. I, I, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Man, you're, man, you're in a rebuking mood. Dude, today, I'm what, going what, full like, tilt spiritual what, warfare. What is today, this like charism? Like I'm getting some Frank Freddy vibes off you right now, boy. Like Darkness before dawn up in this place. Like, what is going on? Like, hey, hey, you all make sure to be praying for your angels because they can't do nothing. The devil is a liar. All right. The devil is a liar. <laughs> Dude, nineteen eighty, uh, late eighties. The the Christian band, the Allies. The devil is a liar. Okay, okay, so, okay. Hold on, no, 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 no. Here we go. It's a people. killer song. Rabbit okay. trail. So the band, the Allies. All right. Oh, They're gosh. out of the eighties. Yeah. Lead singer. They were, they were a rock group. Do they? They were pretty heavy. Christian heavy rock. Lead singer Bob Carlyle. Butterfly kisses. <laughs> wow. You know okay. that song? Butterfly kisses of the bedtime prayers. Like the song that was played at every wedding from eternity past till forever. Mm. It's it's the daddy daughter dance song. Oh yeah. Butterfly kisses. Yeah. He was the he was the lead singer, and they have a song. The devil is a liar. Oh, it's 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 pretty kicking. It's That's pretty kicking. That's I, true. I like it. I like it. I'm gonna play you that song after we're done here. Maybe. Jack, get us out of here, man. Well, and folks, do it. Do it in style. Do it in. Do it in. In charismatic style, man. Uh, like this is the end of service. The organs ramping up. I get don't. Us out of here. I don't have a piano player to be like to play that soft melodic kind of. Dun, 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 That's true. That's Maybe true. you can edit it to like put some like music in the I, background right now. I could, I could, but I won't. Yeah. Listen, beautiful people who are made in the image of God. Um, Josh and I would like you to check us out further if you like these ramblings and these vacillations, if you will, on biblical theological church polityness uh, on the sociables, uh, on the Instagram. Oh yeah. The tweaker. Oh the yeah. Little boob bird. Uh, and the Facebook, if oh, you will. Yeah. All our tag, our our tag is at Reformatory Pod. You got it, Josh. You can tell these image bearers how they can find us to help us out monetarily. Listen up, fellow image bearers. Image bearers. Image bearers. We got ourselves a Patreon. <laughs> we got a Patreon. Okay, Sam Elliott's mustache. Sam, Sam over Elliott. Here. Yeah, it's literally. It's not even <laughs> Sam Elliott. It's his mustache. That's what Sam Elliott's mustache sounds like. Man, what you doing over there, boy? <laughs> Get over here, boy. We got a Patreon. Stone Cold Steve Austin. We got, we got a Patreon. We got a Patreon, and we would love it. We would greatly appreciate it if you uh, like what we're doing here, if you support it, uh, if you appreciate it, head on over to Patreon. And for as little as $5 a month, that's not even a Starbucks coffee a month. You I got too. five on it. <sighs> I don't know if that's biblical. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> song or not, but it's catchy. Stop it. Get some people going. Stop it. Stop it. Stop by your head. Uh, you too can become a Patreon supporter and have your name hallowed. 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 Through the holes. Oh, John. Oh, oh gosh. gosh. <laughs> Swallowed something. <laughs> Through the holes of this podcast, baby. 
Uh, we got Instagram lives going up all the time. Uh, our Insta- man, we've been dropping some fresh memes over on our Instagram. Uh, y'all need to get over there and get some <laughs> dank memes, man. <laughs> turn it into a meme page. I love it. Hey, hey, I gotta recommend yeah. the Nine Marks meme page is getting fire these Wait, days. Wait, Nine Marks has a Nine meme page. Nine Marks has a meme page. I now. am for Insta- sure on the gram over there. Folks, on the instant gram, I'm heading over there and I'm stealing their memes. <laughs> so you know what? Look here. Don't even go to the Nine Marks page because their memes are about to be on our page. <laughs> so just, just just stick with ours. Just stick with ours, ladies and gentlemen. We thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you on the next step of the Reformatory, boy.